Hello, humans of the earth, and thank you for joining us on this wonderful day. My name is Dana. And my name is Heidi. And this is Fun Times with Dana and Heidi. Today, we will be discussing some of the latest positive news stories. But first, we have the Tweet of the Week. And Dana, your take. Yes, I'll take it away with the Tweet of the Week. This week's Tweet of the Week, it comes from at Chase Mitt. And he's verified on Twitter, so I'm assuming he's an important person of some sort. Not exactly sure in what sense. In the words of Kiki Palmer, I don't know who this man is. But you know what? We're just going to run with it anyway because I relate... A lot to this tweet. And it says, little secret about me. My answer to the question, would you like a receipt, is based on absolutely nothing and changes all the time. And I just, I read this and I felt it to my core. Okay? Sometimes, I don't know what it is in me that sometimes, most of the time I say no because, well, I don't really like use debit or credit because I am a minor. But as I yeah, because you're a minor. Yeah, I'm a minor, and I usually just pay in cash. So there's no need for me to get a receipt because I don't know. I don't Mm -hmm. have to track things. Usually, it's just a one-time thing. A what's it called? An an instinctive purchase, if you will. But sometimes, like on certain days, I'm like, you know what? No, I will get a receipt, and I will do it and I don't know if there's like some sort of expectation that I had if I'm just like if I get a receipt I'm gonna like morph into Wonder Woman or something but I don't know what the expectation is I don't know what drives me to do it but on some days I do ask for a receipt and then proceed to do absolutely nothing with it and then just stash it away into my many cabinets of junk yeah you know I saw this tweet yeah I saw this tweet and it made me realize that yeah, this this question, would you like a receipt, is based on absolutely nothing and changes all the time. And that's so true. Like, it's like an unspoken thing. Like, no one really talks about it. But wow. Yeah, no. Sometimes I'm just, like, lazy at that point and I just want to, like, get on with my day. So, like, I just say whatever comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean. See, this, this is... This is something that needs to be talked about. These are the discussions that we need to be having. What drives us as humans to say yes to the receipt answer if you're under the age of 40? I don't know. And that's a really good question for neuroscientists. I would be very happy to participate in these research studies. Very intriguing stuff. So now I'm gonna pass pass the torch on to Heidi, who will give us our news story. Yes, so our first news story today is also an article from MSN Good News page. Don't know what that's called, but um, there's that. Yeah. And it's titled, Man Saves Woman's Life After She Collapses in Texas Grocery Store. I just jumped in to help. And this is kind of close to home for me and Dana because we are living in Texas. We are from Texas. Yeah. So just seeing Texas on there, it's like, wow, like, we claim him. We claim him. On behalf of Texans. He's ours. He's ours. Mm -hmm. None of y'all. On behalf of Texans, he's ours. And what happened was, this father of four, Justin Thomas, was buying milk for his twins when when he heard a scream. 
He goes in that direction where he finds a woman appear to be in a cardiac arrest and he and collapsed on the ground. Flat on the ground. It is very scary. I don't know what I would do in that situation. But yes, he's being say that again. What? (laughs) Oh, I don't know what I would do. I'd probably just like stand there and panic. Yeah, and I'd panic internally. Mm -hmm. And this Texas man is being praised a hero after saving a woman's life. Oh, I just said that. That's funny. Uh, He is CPR certified and former U.S. Coast Guard of 10 years. So he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He knows. He knows. And he has gotten it all down. And when he sees this woman spot on the ground, his instincts just kicked in because the woman's face was turning blue and... This guy's like, I know how to do CPR. Like, might as well just help, right? Yeah, he didn't think twice for teaching us CPR. Oh yeah, fun. y'all did CPR too, right? I did CPR, yeah. but I did it in um, I did it in eighth grade. So, I I think it's kind of expired now because it's been two years. But I think yeah, but I know at one point I was CPR certified. So yeah, this guy performs CPR on this woman and receives a call later from the family of the woman. And the family told him that if it wasn't for his speedy response, the woman would not have made it. Wow. Mm-hmm. He's so like, a quick thinker. We love to He's see such it. a quick thinker. And he was just in the grocery store. Like, I don't... No, it's kind of scary. Like, imagine you go to H-E-B and you just see, like, a blue person on the ground. I would just be freaking out. Yeah. Yeah, and this is what he said. The Houstonian said, I just saw someone in need. I didn't even think about it. I just jumped in to help. That's what he said. We love a humble king. We love him. We love a humble king. And guess what? He was wearing his mask during his interview. So that doesn't say anything. He's there is man. no excuse. Even when you're saving a person's life, there is no excuse. Wear your mask. Wear it everywhere. Wear it when you go outside. Help flatten the curve. Your mask is not infringing on anyone's freedom wear your mask it literally yes. is fine a mask is not a political statement it's your health and people around you's health so there's that mm-hmm. so wear your dang mask there we go. <laughs> wear your gosh dang mask <laughs> oh <my God>. okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> moving on to our next story we have something that i thought would be very terrifying but it's actually not. It actually seems pretty relaxing, and now I low-key want to go there. So in southern Iceland, there's this very special hotel that is absolutely perfect for social distancing, speaking of the whole masking that we were just talking about. So it's basically a type of hotel where you stay in, like, this igloo. Like, it's similar to an igloo. It's like an igloo-like plastic bubble. It's just a bubble made of plastic in the shape of an igloo, and you're completely surrounded by nature. So you're like in the middle. It's kind of like if you're going camping, but you're in a bubble. And if you, and it's in, it's in southern Iceland. You can have a chance to see the, and I hope I'm not butchering this name, but it, the name is the Aurora Borealis. I probably oh would, Aurora Borealis. Yeah. Yeah, the one where, like, uh, you know, like, the Apple screensaver where it's, like, trees and then, like, the lights, like, the green lights kind of, like, blend into each other. It's like that. It's, like, look it up. Aurora. It's the Mar- Borealis. The Marfa lights. Yes, those. The, the northern lights, the magical. 
things in the sky. We love them. So if you're lucky, you can get a chance to view them. And yeah, you're basically just vibing in a little bubble, living your best Wait, life. Wait, so the bubble's made out of plastic in the shape of an igloo, so it's not actually made of ice? No, it's not made of ice. I it, Because Iceland has a lot of greenery, and Greenland has a lot of ice. Oh, so that's true. That's true. It links yes. back to history. Yes, going back to history with my galaxy mind. But, um, yeah, it, so it's not made of, like, an actual ice. It's, like, it's like a plastic tent shape, but the shape is, like, in the shape of an igloo, but it's all made of plastic. And it has, like, a little bed there. You can put, like, your clothes and stuff. And it's just really cute. And normally, I would not be down for this at all because I remember um, some of my friends from, like, this club I'm in, like, in school, they suggested that as a bonding experience that we would go camping. And I was 110% not down for it. I am low. I don't know if this is like a fear. I don't know. Is camping like a fear? Like, and you have a rash. I don't like camping. camping. I don't know. I don't know if it's a dislike. I don't know if it's a fear, but I just don't want to be in that setting. One, there. Yeah, I I can't deal with camping. Yeah, you don't want, you're sweaty, you're tired, and it's just, you feel gross. Two, when you're sleeping at night, animals like bears and, I don't know, like bobcats or something can come and attack you during the night. Not good. Three, sometimes you don't have cell phone service, so if a serial killer is coming running at you, like in Split, well, not in Split, but I'm just giving you an example. If the Split serial killer guy is running at you at 500 miles an hour and you don't have any cell phone service to call 911, you're going to get kidnapped and you're going to die. And I I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just don't like camping. And also, you're just shrouded in complete darkness, except for, like, the little lanterns and the tents. There's flies everywhere. So it's basically, it's basically like living in South Texas, but to an extreme level in the middle of nowhere so yeah I don't like camping either like you're gonna see me at my worst while camping because number one (laughs) personally for me safety is like my number one priority Uh and my cell phone is my safety net so if I don't have those two things reassured and guaranteed to me (laughs) it's gonna ruin the entire go downhill it all goes downhill from here yeah, it's going to go downhill like a deck of cards, and then you put wind and it goes like falling yes, down. Like a domino. That's how it's going to be. Yes. The but if it's like a but if it's like a controlled environment where like I know I'll be okay and if I'm with the right people, I'll be fine cuz you know you're stuck with them for a very long time. It's not like a get together where you can just go home. You can't. You're stuck with them. <laughs> you're and stuck that's with forever. And that's why like um camping, it's really hard if you're not with the right people. In the right environment, because uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. For a bad time, not down for it. Mm-hmm. But in this hotel, I was doing a little bit of researching because I have very nice, I don't know, research skills. I don't know if that's the correct term. And I, uh, my investigative mind was coming into play. And I found out that a lot of, like, Icelandic animals are actually pretty harmless, especially, like, in forest areas. Like, they just have, mostly have, like, um, cattle and sheep and, like, bunnies and other things like that. They don't really have bears or any of those, like, wild, 
I don't know, things that you would normally find oh. in Alaska or Canada. So you know what? I'm kind of down to go and book a stay in the little hotel bubble place. And the regular cost is $830, and I'm assuming that's per night, which is Oh, my. Lot. Yeah. But the owner of the whole hotel franchise, I don't, know, I don't want to call it a franchise, but the whole hotel has a COVID-19 discount that brings the amount down to $618. So that's like $200 down. And the ticket is an open ticket. So you can book anytime within the next five years. So you know what? Maybe you can go once this whole COVID-19 thing is over. You can go five, five years from now and go see the lights and not be around anyone and have a good time. I thought you said that the owner had COVID-19 and I was like, oh, is that why he's offering a discount? <laughs> I was like, I don't want to go there. Like, <laughs> but yeah, little the history lesson. Trap. Mm-hmm. Little yeah. history lesson. They named Greenland and Iceland like opposite of like their actual like landscape to trick the other people into not getting that land. So I think that's pretty cool. Oh, wait, like, actually? Like, was that intentional? Yeah, no, it was intentional because they... I forgot which team, but I know one of the teams, let's let's just use Iceland for an example. The Icelandic explorers wanted to get Greenland because they thought it was all green and stuff. But Greenland was named Greenland because the owners of Greenland did not want the Icelandic people to be over there. So they named it Greenland. That's so smart. They're really playing mind games with the explorers. Mm -hmm. And that's why Iceland's full of greenery and Greenland's full of ice ice stuff. (laughs) Yes, we love and our history shows today. Just saying, history pays off. Yes, we love their advanced mindset. They've ascended to the next level of thinking. They're truly on a different level than all the other countries. They're using their their. Oh, okay. I know this is a myth that humans only use like a certain percentage of their brain when we're actually using a hundred percent of our brains all the time, but the Greenland. With what's the word green green lane Greenland people Greenland inhabitants Greenlandians Greenlandians <laughs> oh goodness I don't know but the Greenlandians and the Icelandians they have just unlocked one hundred and ten percent potential in their brain they're truly on another level with these kinds of mind games and I just really appreciate it and I think it's really cool. They have the mind of a mastermind. They have the mind of a mastermind because they're so creative like that. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on to um, my little my little segments, my little nerd segments. We have something that I'm actually very excited about. So yesterday, Me too. huh? Me too, because we were gonna do the same news story. <laughs> yeah i it's because it kind of faded out so i thought you said i thought you said my cheese and you were like so sad you're like my cheeses okay we're going off topic here going back on track i'm actually very excited about this we love the progress that this is creating and it's making. So yesterday, Germany announced that it will ban the sale of single-use and disposable items to reduce the amount of plastic and polystyrene waste in the environment. So this means like things such as plastic straws, which the Bisco girls are having such a great time over, um, polystyrene cups and boxes. And polystyrene is kind of like the material 
Like, you know when you eat ramen and it's like the cup of noodles brand and it's like the strange... The styrofoam type. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like styrofoam. styrofoam. Yeah, it's like styrofoam. And that is, has like a difficult time breaking down. So, and as well as plastic. So it can't... Um, just it can't dissolve not dissolve but it can't break down as easily and then it'll just be like a hindrance to the animals and the wildlife and causes a lot of pollution and bad things so they're banning that too and they're also banning uh disposable cutlery disposable plates and the stirring sticks for coffee i think i heard about some edible stirring sticks that they taste like chocolate but i think that's another company that's doing that but they're banning like the they're made of plastic right i don't drink off that much that's why i'm asking Yes, some of them have um wood, but a lot of them are plastic. Like they're like tiny straws, but a lot of them are pla are oh, a lot of them are plastic, like really thin straws. Yeah, but some of them are made out of wood, like small popsicle sticks. But there's still a lot of plastic, like everywhere yeah. in America. Yeah, yeah. So it's really good that Germany is doing this, and to quote one of the people enacting this, um, they want to move away from the throwaway culture which is just so iconic. I mean, I want a t-shirt of that, that they're just getting rid of the throwaway culture. We don't want her. We don't appreciate her and we do not stand. And this uh, plastic ban and also the styrofoam ban will go into effect on July 3rd, 2021. So next year. And it's just going to be a great, the Germany is just going to be vibing and having such a great time. Yes, if you're an avid listener to our podcast, you would know that Dana is very passionate passionate about the bee bee problem and mm-hmm. and conserving bees. But with me, not saying that I don't respect bees because I'm also for that cause, but I've done a research paper on plastic pollution, so I know a lot about this specific topic. And plastic takes 500 years to fully degrade, and even then, it's like microplastic. It's not like fully dis- disappeared, you know? Yeah, that's a lot. 500 mm-hmm. years? It's a lot. And they predict that by 2030, I think, there will be more pieces of plastic than, than people, fish right? in the ocean. Oh, fish in the ocean. Than fish True. in the ocean. And, that's you know, crazy. it's starting to affect us as humans because I don't know about you, but I eat fish. And, like, I saw pictures of fish where there's plastic particles inside of the fish. Oh, yeah, because they and, because they think it's food, right? Like they start eating it. Yeah, because it looks like small. Um, what's the name of this tiny tiny shrimp? Uh, ooh, I, ooh, I know what it is. Um, oh my god, plankton, plankton. There we go, plankton. Yeah. So they they confuse it for plankton, and you know, with a bunch of face washes and yeah, a lot on, of there's like a weird humming noise. I don't know if it's coming from you or me. Do you hear that? No. There was like this humming noise in the back. It's never mind. Keep going. So you were talking about, um, keep going. Okay, I just turned off my fan. I hope that was okay. It was probably that I heard like a in the background. Okay, I'm so sorry about that. Yeah, but basically, and a lot of face washes and plastic bottles. There's inside of your plastic bottled water. There's small pieces of plastic in it, and you know with those little um. Have you seen those hand sanitizers where there's, like, small, like, gel beads inside of it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of that is inside of face washes and stuff that we use every day. Uh-huh. And those end up, they go down the drain and into our oceans. And that's Whoa, what the fishes yeah. are eating. Oh, that's So, yeah. Good. 
it's really bad. And in my house, like me, I try to live towards a more sustainable lifestyle. I don't know if I could ever go zero waste because a lot of things are made out of plastic. But um, we don't have plastic bottles in my house at all. And I think that's really good. It's like a small step towards sustainability. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my family used to buy like the individual water bottles a lot. But now we just kind of get like those big jugs. So that's like eliminating uh, the plastic, you know, in one way. And I don't know. I've also just like stopped. I've like gotten like reusable yeah. water bottles and I stopped um, participating in consumerism so much. So I try not that's to really good. buy so many things. That's really good. That's good. And um, I don't know, maybe I've been wanting to talk to my family about using like reusable bags for grocery shopping, but I know that not right now because we use like the Walmart pickup a lot. I know that wouldn't exactly oh. but maybe you know, oh. it's over, we can work towards that. Mm-hmm. But, and yeah. may I may I just add, I've been to Europe before and Asia for travel things, and they are very eco conscious. Whereas in America, in, in America, we're kind of falling a bit behind. I don't know about yeah, you, Dana. We are falling behind in terms of sustainability. I think that a major cause of that is just like the sheer amount of like beef that we consume on a daily basis, and it's like things like burgers and even sausages contain like a percentage of beef. Oh, Dana. Did I tell you that some clothes, like fast fashion clothes, whenever you wash them in the laundry machine, they release plastic bits into the ocean. So secondhand shop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like thrift stores. I love thrift Mm -hmm. stores. But America, catch on. Give me more options. There's so much. I don't know. I feel like I feel like we don't really take into account. I know that people are progressively trying to move towards a more sustainable lifestyle, but I think we don't really take into account how much um how many things that we just get rid of and, and we use up and just end up throwing away every single day and most of the things that we like even recycling is flawed in some ways people end up not intentionally um recycling the wrong things and that just ends up um messing up the whole recycling process and most of that um most of that trash ends up in landfills anyway because it's not able to be used and like so for example like pizza boxes as soon as they like um get like the grease stains they're not usable anymore like they have to go to the trash because oh that's new about that but that's I sad. Think, yeah but i think another um issue that we don't really talk um enough about about when it comes to like sustainability is um the companies that are responsible for the major a large amount of greenhouse gas green sorry greenhouse gas emissions especially like when it's things that can be controlled for example like coca-cola when it was like in the 50s they uh, operated entirely on glass bottles but then when it came they just decided to end up using plastic because it was a lot cheaper and then that um ended up that ended up causing a lot of like single-use water bottles to come into like people started using that a lot more when it really wasn't necessary and yeah, and now they own, like, a lot of drinking company. Well, not drinking as in alcohol, but drinking as in, like, water and tea and all that stuff. Even the organic products, some some of them are owned by Coca-Cola. I believe the the Honest brand is owned by Coca-Cola. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure it is. You're kidding. Yeah, so it really I has know. played a large monopoly on it. And, you know, even, like, small things like that that could be prevented are just not being that and not being controlled. And so, yes, it's up to us to control our carbon footprint, but it's also up to the 
large corporations that are giving these products and services to millions of people around the world and damaging the environment in the process. So yes, we can control it to a, up to a certain extent, but there's also other things that are out of our hands that we need to publicly advocate for because it's just not good at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but let's applaud Germany on that because they're yeah, doing a great. And moving on to our help I'm bored segment, I'm which I'm doing. I have two things written down for today. And the first one is, is that me and my friend Elia, we've been having a business since last year. I, although I although I will say, we started it in the beginning of 2019. And so we worked on it during the summer. And then school came along that became really hectic for us. So we had to take a pause for a moment on that. But now school's out. So we've been working on making products and products and products. And I really want to find more sustainable ways to package our products. But with that comes money. And we don't really have the budget for that right now. So we're just working (laughs) with what we have. And but the thing that's better, I guess, a compromise as to the plastic that we are using is if you return the plastic, like that's a promotion we're doing. If you return the plastic containers, you'll get a discount. So I hope that helps in a way. That's cool. Because I really want to do like aluminum tins or something because, yeah, right now we don't, I like want to stay away as far away from plastic as possible. But yeah, we've been making lots of products and stuff, doing our Etsy shops and stuff like that. So that's what's been keeping me busy. Yeah, no, and starting a business, even though it seems like, it seems like something that can be really out of reach. I was like, oh, I'm starting a business. I probably have to like be the next uh, Mark Zuckerberg or something. But it's really not like that. You can like think about some skills. This sounds really bad, but skills that you can profit off off of and <laughs> any sort of weird. I don't want any weird connotations uh, when I say that. But I <laughs> yeah uh, oh, skills. I don't know if we're gonna have to edit this part out uh but you know what we're not we're not we're not gonna do it y'all know you know what I don't mean, okay you know what I don't mean. and we're just gonna move on and pretend that I never said that but um if you consider yourself like a very um artsy person or you love uh, fashion design or you love to cook or I don't know anything that you can you feel that you can turn into a business then you can just start and it's really in the like this age of like social media and technology and stuff it really doesn't take that much i know that one of my friends i don't know if she's listening right now probably not um michelle she started a tie-dye business where she started selling like tie-dye clothes and i thought that was really cool so it really it just takes a little bit of creativity but you can you can definitely make a business out of that and it just doesn't really take that much all you need to do is you know make a social media page maybe make a website on wix like we did and you know just have a good time dana you know what a coincidence you brought up michelle right and me and my friend's business is called avani essentials and we sell bath bombs lip balms soaps as natural as we can possibly make them uh-huh. and so we we collabed with, with michelle and i picked up her things yesterday and we traded stuff and i currently have t- tie-dye socks on and they're wonderful oh so. see her business is thriving and yours can too okay <laughs> we love michelle michelle I if you're listening michelle. thank you your socks are amazing michelle. we love her shout out to michelle 
So another thing that you can do during this quarantine is read. I know that a lot of people aren't big fans of reading. They like get bored after doing it or like even like like five minutes of, you know, reading, they just get bored and they're like, I don't like this. But reading does have a lot of benefits to it. And even though you may not consider yourself an avid reader, I'm sure there's some sort of book out there for you. And I want you to really ask yourself, like, when's the last time you actually like truly picked up a physical book or even read like an ebook or something because for most of us that's been um a long time even like uh, for most of us that's been a long time and that's not including um the required reading for us uh, not reading reading for school so that's not including that when's the time what's the last time they actually picked up a book you know for fun for your own enjoyment and so there's a lot of books out there that i think um not only are they're just like a good way to invest your time if you're bored but um they also have a lot of you know benefits to them they expand your vocabulary they make you a better writer and yeah i think that's a really good thing right now i'm reading uh, 1984 by george orwell and i picked it up mostly because i knew that it was considered like one of the classics so i was like oh whatever i'll just get it out of the way and i do like it in some aspects i do like um how they um portray the I'm sure this is much of a spoiler. I'm halfway through it, so I can't really spoil that much. I'm just like going over like the basic overall plot, which doesn't really spoil anything. So um, I think the way that the author portrays um, Big Brother, which is kind of like this overseeing government thing, I think it's kind of like it has like this sort of like brainwashing, like evil vibe to it. And I think that's cool. And I don't think it necessarily portrays like 100% the way our government is right now but i do think it's an interesting topic and that book was ahead of its time however this book was written in the 1950s as a prediction of what life would be like in 1984 in the future but i don't know oh, wow some of the female characters are portrayed in ways that i do not agree with very um misogynistic if you ask me uh, i'm not going to go further with that oh. you'll see what i mean if you read the book don't enjoy it. Join in, I don't enjoy the portrayal of some of the characters. And you'll know who I'm talking about. There's one specific character that ends up playing a major role later on. Don't don't like her. Don't like I don't like I like her. I just don't like the way she's written. She's written Portrayed. very like you know what a manic pixie dream girl is where she's like, I'm not like the other girls. I'm so unique. Ooh. Like that. And I don't know. I just don't I just don't appreciate it. There's good and bad things, but you know what? I'm still going to finish the book because if I read only half of a book, it's basically like a waste of my time. So I'm going to read the whole thing and then proceed to start what you finish. Finish what you start. There we go. Yeah, finish what you start. Start what you're finished. Start what you finish. That's what I said first. Yes. Mm hmm. But yeah, I've I've been trying to get back into reading because it's like a break from, from the screen. Because mm-hmm. everything I do is basically on technology and it's like hurting my eyes. So hopefully reading will help me alleviate that little digital, digital, what's it called? Uh, Overload I on my phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some books I would recommend. Well, I, I, I would, sorry, it's not like I'm barking. That's very strange. <laughs> um, I would recommend, even though these were like required reading, like for our school uh, specifically, Secret Life of Bees and the Book Thief. I really enjoyed those two books. 
But some other books that I enjoy are um, The Poet X, which is like a poet, it's stylized in like a poetry format, but it reads like a book. And I think it's just such a good book. Um, if you're looking like a solid, solid book, uh, Turtles All the Way Down is a good one. Um, if you're looking for like a short little book that you can read in a day, uh, The Little Prince is cute. Um, and also, I know that drama kids will know this, especially drama kids like in our class if they are, happen to be listening to this. But the actual book for Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime is really, really good. And Am I the only one that did not like the Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime? I got so bored reading that. The Okay, wait, the book or the play? I saw both of them. I did both of them bored. Absolutely bored. What? I love that book. I don't know. I love that I book. I get bored easily. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Sure. Dana's like, that sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> yeah. okay, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay, so moving on to our motivational quote, which Heidi will provide for us. Okay. Today's quote is, right is right, even if no one is doing it. Wrong is wrong, even if everyone is doing it. And St. Augustine said that. And I really love that quote. It means basically to me is do the right thing. Even if you're alone, right is right. You know, it shouldn't, you shouldn't be negatively influenced by people around you to do something wrong when you have your true morals that keep you grounded. Yes. St. Augustine is really spitting some facts. You know, she's preaching right now. And I just, I, yeah, I think that's really good. It's a really good quote about um, sticking to your morals and always um, sticking, well, I already said this, but sticking to your morals, sticking to your gut and um, knowing, uh, always doing the right thing, even if everyone around you is doing something different. You know, you always just uh, stick to your uh, true beliefs. Yeah, don't change for anyone unless it's for yourself. So there's Period. that. And thank you so much for joining us today. Visit our website to read more about these stories. And it's Fun Times with Dana and Heidi on Wix. She'll link that down below. And follow us on Instagram for updates. We are on there constantly. We read all the comments. We, we're basically on there a lot. So go ahead and follow us on Instagram. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye.